What's going on everyone? Welcome to episode three of the show. I hope you're safe and well and you're doing well during these difficult times. You know, COVID still a thing. Everyone's still in lockdown. Everyone's still been basically sent home to work from home if you can. Myself, I'm not. I'm still at work. I've been at work all the way through it. You guys already know this, that I work as a baker. Um, I'm also a personal trainer, but obviously gyms ain't open, so what can I do? Um, so yeah, I've been at work all the way through the, the pandemic, and I'm still at work now. I'm into day two of a six-day week. I don't get a day off until Sunday, so always can't see at work, but luckily I'm well, I'm safe, and I'm doing okay, and um, that's all you can really ask for at the minute, and hopefully as time goes on, these restrictions will lessen, and uh, you know we'll get somewhere. But every time I do one of these shows, I like to give a little brief introduction to the show, and we're going to talk about a whole different range of things. Obviously, that's that's all part and parcel of it. Sometimes it might be political, or sometimes it might be like showbiz and entertainment news, or what have you, or yeah, you know, just whatever I want to talk about. And I thought I would just uh, spend a minute here and just talk about how I like to structure the show and how I like to pick different topics about what I want to talk about. I mean, first and foremost, it's hard on your own because primarily at the minute, this show is just done on my own. As I've said, you know, at some point in time, I'm going to work out a way to hopefully bring other people on. Um, I would certainly love to do the show uh, with, you know, a co-host. I I don't really want to do it on my own. I think it's always better when you have someone to work off of and, and work with because, you know, a different set of eyes and a different opinion uh, is always a good thing. Um, I think that's something I learned when listening to shows like Joe Rogan and Howard Stern and, and so on and so forth because they always have someone with them and, you know, that's how you bounce around different ideas and kind of make the, the whole thing a lot more entertaining and more fun because it's hard to do it on your own. Um, yeah, I'm not a radio DJ, so it's not that kind of show. I don't play music and stuff like that. I have to just keep talking about whatever I want to talk about. So it can be difficult. It can be a little bit of a of a little bit of a strain at times to times. And what you definitely don't want is dead air. Um, that's something you know I've learned right from the get go. Is you don't want dead air when you know doing something like a podcast. But um, and I'm very new to it. Like I'm I'm learning as I go. So you know I'm trying to pick up different tips and tricks and ways to do it. I haven't really been able to really get to grips yet with trying to make it more presentable. I just haven't had the time. You know, it's life's just been work, work and family. It's just that's what it's been at the minute. So I will though, I will definitely endeavour to make things a little bit more presentable. You know, try and get some music in there, some background music or some sound effects or just something to make it a little bit more entertaining, right? Like sometimes that's a, a good thing. I am going to hopefully, if all goes well, if I'm able to do it, is a uh, debut um, a different segment uh, this week. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I don't want to say what it is because it may not come off and I may look like a fool doing it. So uh, we'll see. I'll see if I can do it. Hopefully it'll come off all right. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy this show. Let's get right down to it where someone actually, this time around, I'm going to look into a topic that um, someone asked me to. Um, and it's not just one person that asked me, it's actually a few people have spoken to me about it because I've talked about the whole COVID thing and yeah, my thoughts and opinions on it. Someone asked me about the global reset or the great reset. It's a thing that's trended on, on Twitter for some time. It's a thing that's uh, been spoke about by a lot of people on the internet. So I thought, you know what, I'd talk about it and uh, give my two cents on it. You know, 
I would recommend though you guys do your own research about the Great Reset and, and what it is and what it pertains to the whole world, basically. But when we come back, we're going to look at the Great Reset and get my two cents on that. So our first topic of the day is something someone asked me to talk about in a previous video that I posted up on YouTube. And uh, it was about the Great Reset. Now, this is the Great Reset pertaining to COVID-19, you know, the global economy. What is it? What's going to happen? Do I believe in it? Etc. Etc. Now, in case you've been living under a rock, the Great Reset's been spoken about on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. It's a, it's a common trending thing. It's trended on Twitter quite a few times, and a lot of people have been talking about it. A lot of people are concerned about it, and they should be. What it boils down to, in, in essence, is that uh, the World Economic Forum talked about a global reset after COVID-19, which would basically mean the restarting of capitalism, the restarting of a global currency. Um, everything would go back to zero, and we would start again, because that's, you know, in essence, that's basically how they think it would solve a lot of economic problems around the world. And... Uh, in principle, it sounds really good, right? We all go back to zero and we start from scratch and everything begins again, right? Well, it doesn't quite work that way. You might be thinking, well, hold on a minute. If they reset everything to zero, does that mean all my debts, everything's wiped away? No, it doesn't. What it really boils down to is a restarting of capitalism. And uh, it isn't good. If you go on the World Economic Forums, there's a big long post about it. There's a lot of people that go into a lot of detail and key specifics about what a great reset could really be, what it should be, what it probably will be. And what it really will be is that it would mean that the poor stay poorer and the rich get richer. Nothing would change, really. It just means that the great reset would be beneficial for those that have all the money and all the power already. And of course, the great reset would be very beneficial for those people that are clamoring for it. So if you, you know, decide to go and search for it on Google, the World Economic Forum, you'll see it for yourself. They basically put a proposal down on what a great reset could be and how it could be beneficial for everyone. But of course, as we know, that's probably not going to happen. As for myself, should there be a great reset? I think at this point, probably not. I don't think it's come to that point where we look at things and say it's time for a great reset because I think there are certainly... Certain powers, you know, powers that be, that would love a great reset, that would love to reset everything, that would love to clear debts and start again. I think that would probably be very beneficial for certain factions, for certain countries, for certain world leaders. But I don't think it would be very beneficial for everyone. Um, and of course, if you have a great reset, and yeah, let's say, for instance, that the working class man and woman that go out to work, that maybe have debts, that maybe are struggling right now, and there are plenty out there that are... If there was a great reset, should it, should it not be beneficial for them? Should it not help them too? And I just kind of feel that if there was a great reset, as they say, it wouldn't be beneficial for everyone. I just don't see it happening. I don't see it working. As for me, do I think it will happen? I don't know. I mean, stranger things have happened, right? We've had Donald Trump as the president of the United States of America. We've had so you know, some weird things happen in the political realm, in, in the economic realm. Yeah, things that have happened that we never thought would happen, and they are continuing to happen. So will it happen? I don't know. It, you know if you read into a lot of people on YouTube and what they're saying, the, the Great Reset is more than just a great economic reset. It's a political great reset as well. 
And this ties into a lot of conspiracy theories about the new world order and so on and so forth. And I don't really want to delve into that. That's not the purpose of, of this conversation. Um, but do I think it will eventually happen? I kind of feel that it probably will. I kind of think that when it does, it's going to be bad news for everyone. I hope it doesn't. I hope, uh, you know, everyone's, every country's uh, economy flourishes and continues to grow uh, once everyone's out of this uh, struggle with COVID. But um, I don't really have too much to offer with a, a great reset. On the principle, you'd kind of think it'd be a good thing, but I know I kind of feel that if they have a great reset, that it'll probably just be abused. So, But let me know what you think. Do you think there will be an economic reset? Do you think they're going to reset everything? Do you think you know, they'll reset everything so it's fair, or do you think they're going to reset everything so where basically the poor stay poor and the rich get even richer, and the people in power have even more power? Uh, let me know what you think down below, and uh, I'll be sure to check it out if you decide to drop me a comment on Twitter or on the YouTube post. So Mass Effect, the video game series, is coming back. It was announced a few weeks ago. Uh, they had N7 Day, which is a big day for Mass Effect fans. November the 7th, they celebrate the Mass Effect series and uh, have like a little bit of a countdown of news and information. Something maybe come into the series. And people have been speculating for some time that the original trilogy of games was going to be remastered for the current you know, next-gen systems for PC and the like. And at last, we all got the news we wanted. Mass Effect was returning with uh, the, tr the original trilogy being remastered for a legendary edition. I'm very excited about it. I, Mass Effect is my personal favourite series of games. I absolutely love it. Andromeda, I'm kind of on the fence about it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was just a game. But it just kind of didn't have the same feel. Now, apparently, veterans from the last game are coming back so from the original trilogy of games they're coming back to be more hands-on with this one which is great news because they did such a great job with those games and apparently as well they're going to be exploring the milky way again which is a very interesting news because some people have speculated that perhaps you know rider from uh the andromeda series is going to interact with people from the milky way and vice versa it's going to be interesting I i'm not too sure what they're going to do with it, I'm looking forward to seeing what news they uh, they bring out for the next Mass Effect game. Um, I guess as well, Will Shepard be returning? Because it kind of feels like there's still unfinished business there. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I think, you know, Mass Effect fans are excited, but also kind of like tentatively a little bit nervous because we want it to be good. We want it to be more like towards what Mass Effect 2 and 3 were, I think. Certainly in gameplay and style. Uh, Mass Effect 2 is obviously, I, I think personally, just one of the best games ever made. But um, yeah, it's going to be, it is going to be very interesting. I don't know whether or not this Legendary Edition is coming to platforms like the Switch. It may be, Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Um, but certainly PC, PlayStation 5 and Xbox One X, it will be on the current systems. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll make a debut to Nintendo as well, who knows. But uh, very exciting news, and I can't wait. I can't wait to get my hands on it and play it. I can't wait, it's going to be great. Um, the only thing I want to talk about as well while we're talking about video games is, you know, I noticed with a few people that I talk to, and generally online on you know YouTube, that people put too much emphasis on video games, right? Um, 
and people start to become a little bit gaming obsessed. Now, I want to talk about this because I myself once had a Let's Play channel on YouTube. I used to play video games and post them up on YouTube and make uh, Let's Plays and little gaming clips and stuff like that. And it was fun. And I get why people do it. However, I do feel that sometimes people get a little bit obsessed and their priorities are a little bit wrong. Uh, especially in today's society, like there's nothing wrong with playing video games, nothing at all. And if you enjoy playing video games, that's cool. I'm not knocking you. Um, but I don't know. It, it just seems like people put too much emphasis into it. Like, it, yeah, video games becomes their life, and it really isn't. It really, it really isn't. Like, you know, for me, I can look at it now, and you know, I got a fiance, we've got a daughter, and yeah, she plays video games from time to time, not all the time. But she'll play, and we generally play video games as a family. I don't have time to sit there playing for hours and hours on video games. I just don't have that time. But, um, I don't know, it feels like I'm probably knocking people that like video games. And I'm not, because, look, video games are their own form of art. They really are. They tell a different story. But maybe it's just a part of getting older. Like, you just don't have time for video games, and video games don't become a priority. Like, will I play the Mass Effect Legendary Edition? I would have to think I will. Will I be rushing out day one to get it? Probably not. But, um, yeah, Let's Play channels, you know, they're a thing. I used to have one. I used to run one. And it was fairly popular, not to the standard of, you know, Let's Play channels of today, but it was getting there. You know, it, it done okay. And I just stopped. I had enough for, you know, for a multitude of reasons, but I stopped doing it. And, um... I do question nowadays, are they actually really entertaining? I get why people enjoy Twitch. I get the, the whole live stream element of playing video games and, and joining in. I, I get that. I get why people like PewDiePie, Markiplier and Game Grumps. You know, they may not be my kind of thing, but I get why people enjoy it. I, I get it. But at the same time, you kind of have to feel sometimes people put too much emphasis into video games. Like, there's more to, to life than playing video games. But, um... I just wanted to talk about it briefly. Like, do, do you think sometimes people put a little bit too much into video games, their time and effort? I think sometimes they do. But um, anyway, the main news, Mass Effect is back. It's returning. The, the original games are being remastered, and there will be a brand-new Mass Effect game in the series. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's good. I think it will be. I think they've learned a lot from Andromeda's mistakes, so you'd have to think they do a good job with this one. When we come back, we'll be going over a brand new segment um, in the show, which is My Favourite Things. So we come to a new segment for the show this week, and I want to start off easy and gently. Um, I don't know if I'll be doing it every single week, but I think from time to time we're going to be discussing my personal favourite things, and uh, this week is to do with breakfast. And to be honest, I could have this breakfast, lunch, dinner, any time of the day, Probably not three times a day, but, you know, during any part of the day, I could have this and be very, very happy, very, very satisfied. It is the traditional British fry-up. It is incredible. It is so tasty. It is, I don't know, it's a mixture of feelings. Like, to look at a fry-up, to look at a breakfast like that makes you happy. It's satisfying. It's just the best breakfast you could wish to hope for. But I have to say, you don't want to be eating this every day. It isn't good for you. It, <laughs> it is fried food at the end of the day. It's, you know, yeah, traditionally, it's in a frying pan. You could use your air fryer. Yeah, there's a lot of ways of doing it. But traditionally, 
in a frying pan, sausage, bacon, eggs, black pudding, beans, mushrooms, tomatoes, you name it, it can go in there, right? And it's just such a great taste. It's so satisfying. Like, if you have this, um, you're going to be full. Like, typically, if you used to have this in the morning, you probably don't even need breakfast. You don't even need lunch, right? It's it's so filling. It's uh, just a delight. And for me, like, I can do this myself indoors. Like, cooking a fry-up isn't hard. It really isn't. But um, for me, I actually love going to a cafe and just eating it. Uh, because there's a couple of cafes in my area, one in particular that's just incredible and does probably the best fry-up, you know, you could wish to have. Like, I can do it myself, you know. My personal favourite item in the fry-up is actually a fried slice. It's just, it's so bad. It is incredibly bad for you, but it's very satisfying. And to have a fry-up with a cup of tea, um, maybe a fried slice or maybe a little bit of toast, whatever, it's just uh, an incredible breakfast. It's an incredible thing. And for anyone that's never tried it, you're missing out. You you really are. You're missing out on it. Um, how I personally like it, egg, bacon, sausage, beans, mushrooms, maybe a grilled tomato, black pudding. That's how I traditionally like it. Uh, just a traditional, you know, fry up is what I like. I mean, let me know how you like yours. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, let me know. How do you like your fry? What do you like for breakfast? What's your If you could have any breakfast, what would it be? This would be mine. Like, if I had the last meal, this would be it. And I'd be very, very satisfied. Um, the only thing I don't like with a fry-up... Like, I can understand almost why people would have a... Like a pork patty. Like a, like a burger kind of thing. I, I get that. Maybe in place of a sausage. Um, but I don't get why people have... Um, chips i don't i don't get it i've never understood it it's just like one of these random things that people put on their fry up is chips and i just don't get it like i i do enjoy hash brands i enjoy uh that kind of texture but chips no not for me like chips is a no-no i just i can't i can't handle it i don't like it um it, it just doesn't go for me um and for me as well brand sauce like you gotta have brand sauce like i don't need ketchup but brown sauce for me has to go on bacon it has to like you have to have hp brown sauce or daddy sauce i i i've actually personally like daddy sauce but um <laughs> like it's an interesting segment right like, what's your personal favorite breakfast it could be anything like it could be a bowl of cereal jam on toast it, i don't know it could be anything right porridge but um yeah you know typically i just normally eat porridge for breakfast but you know uh, oatmeal but yeah, if I had a choice for anything, it'd be this. And trust me, it'll make you very, very happy. But let me know. If you're watching on YouTube or if you want to respond on Twitter, you can do so. And uh, let me know. What's your favourite personal breakfast? So some real exciting news come out in terms of superhero movies some time ago. And it had been speculated for a while that Michael Keaton was on his way to coming back to play Batman. And sure enough, they've announced that Michael Keaton will reprise the role of Bruce Wayne and Batman. And I'm I'm personally very excited for it because, in my personal opinion, Michael Keaton is Batman. He is the perfect Batman, just as Robert Downey Jr. is to Iron Man. So I'm very happy about it. And I'm not knocking anyone else that's played Batman. It's just my personal favourite. Um, so yeah, he's going to be in the 2022 release of the Flash movie, so... I kind of have to feel that maybe that movie is going to somehow 
incorporate aspects of the Flashpoint Paradox because I believe that Ben Affleck is also in that movie. So I'm, I'm going to be pretty excited to see what they do for that because it sounds like it's going to be one hell of a movie. And right now, if you're a superhero uh, fan, if you're a superhero uh, movie fan of the DCEU or the MCU, you got to be pretty excited because Marvel announced a ton of stuff recently. And it seems that right now DC are on a little bit of a roll. Their TV shows are pretty awesome, in my opinion. Their TV shows are a little bit more superior to what Marvel are offering. Uh, that's just my opinion. But, um, yeah, he will return. He originally played Batman in 1989. That's quite a long time ago. It's over 30 years ago that he put the cow on and become Batman. And I just I just think it's exciting. It's very exciting that Batman will return on our screens with Michael Keaton. Now, like I said, it's going to be interesting because you've got Robert Pattinson also playing the role of Batman in the new trilogy of films uh, that's set to debut, I believe, sometime this year. I, I believe the new one is out this coming this year. So that's going to be interesting. But I think uh, the excitement is really going to be on Michael Keaton because a lot of people love Keaton as Batman. They love the movie in you know nineteen eighty nine with him and Jack Nicholson. You know the on screen presentation of Batman with him and Jack Nicholson as Joker was just fantastic. I loved the art style of uh, Batman 89 it was it was incredibly dark and gothic and really kind of captured the darkness of Batman and uh I I just really hope they do a great job with the Flash movie in 2022 I think they will and right now DC is really on a roll right like they've got the the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League coming out at some point soon this year as a four-parter on HBO Max and um, there's a lot of hype. I mean, I heard uh, that apparently uh, they want Snyder to come back and make a Man of Steel 2 and another Justice League. And that's very interesting. Um, so I really hope the Snyder Cut does well and is well received. Because if it does, uh, man, DC are right back in the game. And especially announcing Michael Keaton. Now, interestingly enough, Michael Keaton is an actor that's been in both Marvel and DC. He was in the Spider-Man series as uh, the Vulcan, right? I believe uh, that's the character. I kind of I can't remember now. Like, but yeah, he he was good in that in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. He's he's very good on in that movie. Um, but they're also saying that with Keaton returning, it may not be uh, a one and done presentation. He may it could also span. Uh, future movies and some, and some people are speculating that that could span Batman Beyond which people Batman fans in particular have wanted for a long long time and uh, they would be directed by Tim Burton now if that's true that's very very exciting news it was very very you know I really love Tim Burton's direction with uh, the Batman movies with Michael Keaton I think they really captured the darkness of Batman and what Batman is about um not to say that the Christian Bale movies weren't good, they they were very good, but I, I personally feel that with the Christian Bale movies, the villains were the stars, more so than Batman. Whereas in Batman with Michael Keaton, obviously you had Jack Nicholson as the Joker, and obviously you had people like Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer, but Michael Keaton held his own. He did really good, and it, and it was Batman that was the star. Um... So if that's true, um, yeah, then that, that's great news if it spans more movies. And today, I actually saw something on my phone. It was on Instagram. 
apparently they're looking at uh, reigniting Batman the animated series because the animated series did so well after the original Keaton movies. Like it's one of the most grittiest and story-driven animated shows you'll you'll watch, and I really do encourage people to watch it. I know it's it's a bit weird me recommending a, a cartoon. But it's actually very, very good, especially if you're a fan of Batman. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, that features the voice work of Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, who, might, in my personal opinion, still is the best portrayal voice-wise of the Joker. And if you've played the Arkham series of video games, you'll understand that as well. Uh, I think that Tim Burton, you know, coming back to Tim Burton as well, though, he had such a distinct style for Batman. It was so the the styling of the movies, the the costumes, the artwork, the direction. It, it was so precise and so well done. Um, and it'd be great to see Tim Burton, Michael Keaton come back with another Batman movie. And really, a lot of people are saying it could really close the Michael Keaton story arc as Batman. I think that's true. I think you know it, it could now come full circle for Michael Keaton as Batman. And, you know, he'll be in the Flash movie and perhaps there'll be another Batman movie after that with Michael Keaton. And maybe that'll be it. And maybe they can finally tell that story. And I'm very excited for that. Uh, DC itself, it's very, very... It's an exciting time if you're a DC fan. Like, because Marvel, let's be honest, have dominated everything for quite a long while. And it's not to say DC haven't had great movies come out because they have. I mean, in recent times... Look at Wonder Woman, look at Aquaman. And look, the Justice League film, yeah, it wasn't good. But the Snyder Cut could do it a lot of justice. Yeah, it really could. Um, movies like The Suicide Squad and that, yeah, I mean, they're not good. They're not great. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But there's potential there. There really is a lot of potential there. I think it's more of an exciting time right now if you're a DC fan or if you're just a superhero fan and you look at it objectively you're probably going to be a little bit more excited for a DC movie right now because there's so much coming out for DC there's so much material not that there isn't for Marvel because there is but uh there's so much coming out for DC I'm very excited I cannot wait to see what they do with Michael Keaton and his portrayal of Batman again I can't wait I hope it's good I think it will be good and uh with Tim Burton there as well yeah, that's kick-ass, man. It, that's going to really reignite uh, the franchise, I, I believe, anyway. Um, but let me know what you think. Are you excited for Michael Keaton coming back, or do you think he shouldn't come back? Do you think maybe he's just too old? Um, bearing in mind, there are a ton of stories featuring an older Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce 